Mega superstar Kanye West has turned the entertainment world upside down recently. He's openly sharing his radical faith transformation with the release of a new album and witnessing for Christ as a result. Today I have Christian music leader and expert Ed Leonard with me. He's the president of Christian Music Trade Association. We're going to talk about what Kanye West has done with his new album, which I love, by the way, and what the music industry's reaction has been to this in just a Use moment. Use this gospel for protection. It's a hard road to heaven. We call on your blessings. In the Father, we put our faith. From the nation's capital, this is Use Your Voice with Penny Nance, President and CEO of Concerned Women for America. Here's your host, Penny Nance. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Concerned Women for America's Use Your Voice. We are so excited to be here with you today. I'm Penny Nance, the CEO and President of Concerned Women for America. Recently, mega superstar, rapper, entrepreneur, fashion designer, philanthropist, and husband to Kim Kardashian, Kanye West released his newest album, Jesus is King. It's shaken the gospel music industry to its core. In fact, it's shaken the music industry to its core. And it's something that has never been done before. Hitting number one across major music genres with each song landing on Billboard's Hot 100. What's amazing is it appears to be impacting a new generation for Christ. So I wanted to welcome in again Ed Leonard, who is the president of Christian Music Trade Association. Ed, it's a whole new audience of young people who are getting to enjoy the experience of a Sunday morning service. These are kids that have never darkened the door of a church and are hearing very gospel-based music, very clear, solid, theologically sound music, many for the first time in their lives. So give us a little background, kind of what are you hearing within your industry? How are people reacting within the gospel music industry? And then maybe you could even bridge over and talk about sort of writ large the music industry. You know, it's a cultural game changer. Anytime someone has a transformation like this, no matter if they're a mega superstar or just an individual, you know, they're somebody in their daily life. You know, we know how that changes us, right? Right. And you've got this mega superstar, musical icon, if you will, to a lot of people who is unabashedly embracing his faith transformation and not just doing that, but letting it flow out into his music. So it's something we haven't seen in a very long time. The um, the thing that I liken it to, at least personally, is when um, Bob Dylan came out with Slow Train Coming, mm-hmm. which eventually won a Grammy for his efforts. But he was, you know, such a a well-known musical artist. Now, granted, he was a a little past the prime in his career. Obviously, he had a very long career, but was very big in the 60s and and 70s. And uh, I think Slow Train Coming came out in the 80s. And it was something that impacted me personally. The fact that as as a young Christian, somebody whose music that I like on the secular side very much converted to Christianity had a faith transformation, and then actually did an album about it. And it almost made being a Christian cool, which is not what we're necessarily looking for, but is equated to acceptance and to impact. And whenever anybody does this, there's always skepticism. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you go back and you look at 
his interviews, you know, after he comes out with this with this life changing information, and you see how he acts in much the same way that people kind of looked at Snoop Dogg when he came out with his gospel album. You know, does it line up? Does, mm-hmm. it, does the does the faith walk line up with the musical effort? And I don't know that Snoop ever came out and said, I'm a Christian now mm-hmm. and I wanted to do this record because this is my newfound faith. I think his was more, I wanted to pay homage to uh, the tradition, my, my maybe mm-hmm. grandmother and the mm-hmm. tradition, you know, his, I think his, his mother, his grandmother was a, was a pastor mm-hmm. and um, he wanted to pay homage to that. And so he used more of the existing gospel artists mm-hmm. and kind of bright light on them. What Kanye is doing is expressing it himself. And he's saying, I am a Christian, and people are listening. I mean, you know, they're watching him uh, team up with Joel Osteen, and, and you've got people trying to discern. You know, it's all about discernment, right? Right. Because uh, you can get, you know, Christians can get led, or even non-Christians can get led in the wrong way mm-hmm. by something like this. you got to be really careful. But mm-hmm. I think his, his, uh, his success uh, it is measured in the impact for us at least his success is measured in the impact that it's having mm-hmm. on the culture and the, the reach that it's having into people like you said who uh, may never have darkened the door of a church and all of a sudden they're seeing church play out before them visually and and, and in audio format so there's a couple of really things that come to mind as you're saying all this. First off, just some background. We know that the most unchurched group in America is Generation Z. I think I read something like 30% of them have zero faith, and that's mostly because their parents, who were, you know, maybe I guess they were Xers like me or maybe even older millennials, didn't bring them up in the church. So you've got this whole group Good news, bad news. The bad news is they don't know Jesus. They don't have a faith tradition. They don't have any of that. But the good news is they're a blank slate, right? And they don't have any of the baggage either. But they're not going to be reached. And I was just speaking to 300 pastors in Tennessee. They're not going to be reached through traditional means. They're not going to come to their church and show up one day without actually being invited and being invited in a way that they can receive it, (laughs) whether it's through social media. Good old-fashioned door knocking, by the way, still works. That's why campaigns do it. Now you have this. And let's not pretend that his career needed this. (laughs) He is a megastar. And I guess who I think of, so the only comparison I can come up with in the past is Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash was a huge megastar back in his day and was a very broken, broken man who came to Christ through his wife and through various and sundry people around him. He struggled with addictions his whole life and always had a heart for prisoners, by the way, because he saw himself as a sinner. <laughs> and and it's amazing who what God can do when, when people are willing to recognize who they really are and who they are in him. And, you know, I'm just so, I'm excited. And, and uh, you know, let's just recognize that Kanye West is a new baby Christian, Right. He's not going right. to get all of it right. He's a broken man like you and I are. He may make cataclysmic mistakes in his walk. He may embarrass us to death as Christians. We embarrass ourselves all the time, by the way. Let's be real. <laughs> but I tend to be a skeptic by nature, honestly. And there's a lot of people who love to make a buck off of Christians and 
I understand why. But when I listen to his entire album, I mean, any bit of skepticism I had about his conversion was completely set aside because what he wrote is incredibly powerful. In fact, this one particular song, God Is, I cannot listen to it, even if it's in the car, without putting my hands in the air. It is so deep and worshipful. When I'm having a hard day, that's what I put on. Everything that I have, praise the Lord. One of the verses is, Everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. Worship Christ with the best of your portions. I know I won't forget all he's done. He's the strength in this race that I run. Every time I look up, I see God's faithfulness. And it shows just how much he is miraculous. I can't keep it to myself. I can't sit here and be still. Everybody, I will tell till the whole world is healed. King of kings, Lord of lords, all the things he has in store. From the rich to the poor, all are welcome through the door. You won't ever be the same when you call on Jesus' name. Listen to the words I'm saying. Jesus, save me. Now I'm saying. Welcome through the door. You won't ever be the same when you call on Jesus' name. Listen to the words I'm saying. Jesus, save me. Now I'm saying. And I know, I know God is the force that picked me up. I know Christ is the fountain that filled my cup. I know God is it ain't about a dead religion jesus brought a revolution all the captives are forgiven time to break down all the prisons every man every woman there is freedom from addiction jesus you are my soul son to service on a roll all my idols let them go all the demons let them know this is a mission not a show this is my eternal soul this my kids this my crib this my wife this my life this is my God-given right. Thank you, Jesus won the fight. <laughs> that is good. It is just powerful and real and, and, and raw. That's the whole album. It is so real and so raw that honestly, when I put most of, not most, not all, but most of the current Christian popular music side by side, it just seems like pablum. Well, it's funny because if you think about what music does for the rest of us who aren't musical, it puts words out there that we feel in our heart, and if we were gifted enough to bring those words out in a salvation experience, those are the words that we'd all say. Mm-hmm. Like the reason it, it means so much to you is mm-hmm. that it absolutely just it's me. Your heart. It's my story, right? It's your story, and it's it's everyone who's had that salvation experience. Mm-hmm. That is their story, too. And it's such a powerful testimony to others that, you know, again, I think that family has a heart for prison ministry. I used to work for Chuck Colson, so that means something to me as well. And all the millions of Americans struggling with addiction is just so powerful and hopeful. I just I love it. And I love it. That's going to a group of people who have never set foot inside a Sunday service and are getting it brought to them. Exactly. It's God just walking right into your life. We're going to take a little break. And then we'll be right back with Ed Leonard, who's the president of Christian Music Trade Association, talking about Kanye West and Jesus is King. Hi, CWA listeners. You've heard all this talk about socialism in America today. Do you want to understand what socialism is and how it impacts society? Or how to respond to socialist promises like free stuff, health care, and college? 
For answers to these and many other questions, visit ConcernWomen.org, click on podcast, and for a donation of any amount, you'll receive a copy of The Truth About Socialism. Again, ConcernWomen.org, click on podcast. Get your family, y'all hold hands and pray. When you got daughters, always keep them safe. Watch out for vipers. Don't let them indoctrinate. Close on Sunday. You my Chick-fil-A. You're my number one. With the lemonade. Raise our sons. Train them in the faith. Through temptations. Make sure they're wide away. Follow Jesus. Listen and obey. No more living for the culture, we nobody's slave. Welcome back to Concern Women for America's Use Your Voice. I've got with me today Christian music expert and just great American, Ed Leonard, who is the president of Christian Music Trade Association. We're talking about just this amazing moment we are having in the Christian community in which a superstar has come to Christ and has proclaimed that very loudly and clearly in a new album called Jesus is King, which is breaking the charts. And I'm so happy to have Ed back with me. Take a second and let's just talk about the opportunities that this album presents to churches. And also, how do Christians who you know, frankly, many of our Concerned Women for America members probably don't like that kind of music. I like all kinds of music except for modern jazz. Let's just be honest. I can't stand modern jazz. Sorry, people that love it, but I just don't love it. But I love everything else. I don't care what it is, as long as the lyrics are things that are are clean and that I can relate to in some way. I enjoy every kind of music, but many people can't. What should be the attitude about, you know, again, you've got this guy who has a history of filthy music, (laughs) and shall we say, and is a new believer. And what is the opportunity for the American church as we think about this moment? I think the biggest opportunity is just to talk about it like we're doing now and from the pulpits talk about it. You know, you don't have to embrace it. Obviously, there's a you would talk about skepticism, and, and I think that's probably where most pastors would be, is, is skeptical, until they hear the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And even then, you've got to be—you've got to use your discernment and, and decide, you know, I've got God's, you know, ask God to speak to you and let you know whether this is, this is a real change, um, whether this is something that you should shine a light on, like Joel Osteen just did, you know, having him on. Uh, but— um, you know, Kanye's he does his Sunday services all all over. Um, I, my uh, niece was one of the first people to tell me she sent a picture out of where he came to a church in Dayton, Ohio, and she goes to the University of Dayton, and it sent a picture of Kanye and Kim, and she happens to be, uh, you know, a big fan of the Kardashians. But she went into the service and attended, and. You know, she goes. To, she's Catholic like I am, and um, we we don't get exposed to that in church as often. You know, that kind of music and that kind of activity that that he brought to that. So it was really neat to to hear her response to it. And I think that pastors can can really build on that as they're talking. You know, talk to your youth and 
see how it's impacting not just the people that are going to your church, mm-hmm. but talk to them about how it's impacting their friends and use it as an evangel- evangelization point mm-hmm. to them. That you know you want to be because a lot of times kids for hip hop anyway they're going to listen to the they're going to listen to the music. It's more about the beats. Mm-hmm. They need to listen to these lyrics because they are life changing lyrics. You know, it's funny you're you're talking about Joel Steen. I got to say Joel Steen among many of uh, my my ilk are is more controversial than Kanye. <laughs> so <Good laughs> not point. everybody really not everybody loves that. But he, you know, again, he right. doesn't even know. Like he's I know he's reached out to Liberty University. I think they're thinking they're trying to figure out a way to bring him. Um but the but but what I would say to the church the evangelical church, and the word evangelical means evangelism. Let's not pretend that it works because we're seeing a shrinking in many denominations by just sitting comfortably in your pew and waiting for people to come to you. They're not going to do it. Your congregation will die out. And maybe it should, frankly. If you can't be bothered to go out on the highways and the byways and to gather the lost to come in, that's what we're told to do. And I, I see this as an opportunity to go into the byways. And I think the best example of people doing that is the American Bible Society has given out about 10,000 free Bibles to the kids coming out of those concerts. I don't even know that they're going inside. I think they're just setting up shop in the parking lot. It's like a it's like a clean Grateful Dead concert. <laughs> Minus the drugs. It's like, you know, people are setting up shop and if you're smart and you're a church, you better go put a booth there and and just invite and don't go in your suit either. <laughs> go in right. ripped up jeans and hand out to those kids a, a push card inviting them to come to you. And by the way, you should be doing it at all the local football games. You should be doing it at all the places the kids are. Because if we're going to ever reach Generation Z and turn back what we're seeing is this coarsening of our culture, this secularization of our nation, that's how it's going to be done. And even like on the policy level, I said to pastors, I can't stand up and push for biblical worldview and public policy if people don't know what that is (laughs) you've got to teach it you've got to preach the bible all of it so anyway i guess you know the thing that i'm most excited about and one of the reasons we wanted to do this ed was just the idea in the christmas season is the idea of redemption and the fact that the reason that jesus was born on this earth and died and rose again was not for the people that are good (laughs) It's for the most broken, and I join that group. I stand shoulder to shoulder with two millennial of people like the Apostle Paul that are the chief of sinners that need redemption and mercy every day at the foot of the cross. And I just think if we really truly believe that, we're going to go figure out how to offer that same healing balm of Gilead to everybody, including the kids that have no idea and just are Kanye West fans and Kim Kardashian fans from before. And now they've got this new world open to them up. And just like Billy Graham did his crusades back, you know, I don't know, in the 1950s, and it was kind of a new thing and people are catching on. I think this could be our moment to really have an awakening within our nation. And I hope people will will really recognize that and make it mean something. Well, you're right there, and you drew a, a, a really nice parallel when you talked about Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, when he became a Christian, you know, one of the things that he did to take that out of just 
his own heart was uh, he spoke about it, but he also appeared on those Billy Graham crusades. And I think you're seeing Kanye reach out for those opportunities. And he also got booked at a youth event in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Wow. Uh, that's happening January 19th. So they, they had their headliner drop out and, and somebody had a connection with Kanye's pastor or the person who was, you know, kind of mentoring him through this shepherding him really and Kanye agreed to come and so he's not just picking you know a particular uh, pastor maybe like Johnny Cash did with Billy Graham but mm-hmm. it seems like he's trying to take this out into the church as well having the services all over the country not just you know in Los Angeles at the forum or mm-hmm. uh, but he's, he's bringing that out to the people and it gives those people who love his music those people who may not be Christian uh, it gives them an opportunity to come and be a part of it. So your your comment about the American Bible Society sitting outside of the Sunday service events and handing out Bibles, I mean, that is exactly what we're called to do. You know, we go to where they are. They don't have to come to where we are. Jesus didn't sit there and, and wait for people to gather him. You know, mm-hmm. he, not just himself, but he had his disciples go out to the ends of the earth, mm-hmm. you know, to preach the gospel. That's what we're called to do. There's such a great need for churches to encourage the faithful and to to be there at the point where somebody can come in. But this particular opportunity is is real, and we should talk about it, and we should support it, you know, mm-hmm. as a God-given thing until proven otherwise. Right. You know, it's um, you don't you don't look a gift from God uh, in the face and, and say. Hmm. I don't really like that kind of music. I don't really like hip hop. (laughs) What if they want us to play that at our church? We can't do that. And what if they come with tattoos and ripped up jeans? Like that can't be the attitude. You got to come one, come all and be there with the support that they're going to need to help them, you know, grow from hopefully baby Christians if they accept what's being said to into Mm -hmm. mature Christians who then go out and reach others, you know? Yeah, don't you know, you know, Jesus sat with the prostitutes and the tax collectors and the homosexuals and the people that were the most broken because they're the ones that needed him the most. And again, I just feel like that's where we go. We try to go and love on them if we're standing out in the parking lot handing out. Because, by the way, people are coming to Christ in these concerts. Then they need to be discipled. Right. Not just like sent out, you know, on their own and like, okay, now you're on your own. You know, what's going to happen if they're going to grow, if they're really going to become mature believers, then as the churches need to be there to scoop them up in their newfound faith and help them actually learn what it means to walk that out and and also give them support. Ed, just in, in the last minute here, tell us a little more about Christian Music Trade Association and just what, what should we know about that and how can we pray for you? Well, the Christian Music Trade Association is a collective of labels. So the recording labels that make all of the Christian music that you hear on your radio station or the help support the artists that go out into the highways and byways with, with their music and their concert, you know, appearances mm-hmm. and things like that. So, you know, all the major labels as well as independent labels are represented there. And it's, um, you know, we try to do collectively what is better done that way than, than by ourselves. Well, I just appreciate everything you do, and I know your work, and I know you all do a great job in support of, you know, the, both the labels and the artists and the songwriters, and um, and I am a huge lover and consumer of Christian music. It means so much to me, you know, just going through my day in my car, 
you know, on to a, the meet, a meeting on Capitol Hill. It just, you know, is just a great way for me to get my mindset right and, and just inspiring and help me to get my heart right before the Lord, <laughs> honestly, before I go talk about some of the hard issues that I talk about. So thank you, Ed, and God bless you, and we just appreciate you so much. Well, thank you for having me. It, you know, what you do is so inspiring, and uh, my mom, Started the company that I work for, uh, New Day Christian Distributors on Day One Records. Wow! You know, 38 years ago as a single mom, and I, you know, have tried to just build on what she does. She's still involved, and and the fact that you are out there uh, with your organization, leading an organization that leads mm-hmm. uh, and speaks into the culture and speaks into um, what happens legislatively is just um it's powerful and inspiring and we just appreciate all that you do well thank you we will always work to protect your ability to create the content you do so thank you and god bless you and merry christmas thank you all so much for listening that's all the time we have today on concern women for america's use your voice thanks for listening Use Your Voice is a ministry of Concerned Women for America, the largest public policy women's organization in the nation. For more information, visit ConcernedWomen.org. That's ConcernedWomen.org.